Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. SB Nation and Underdog Dynasty present the Underdog Podcast. Welcome everybody into another edition of the Underdog Dynasty Sunbelt Podcast. My name is Brian Stone. I am your host. Uh, once again, joined by Vidal Espinoza, our Texas State writer. Uh, Vidal, say hello to everybody at home. Hello everyone at home. Perfect. So moving through this past weekend of games, uh, Vidal, we had a very short slate uh, due to a couple postponements uh, within the conference. Coastal Carolina was supposed to take on Troy. uh, And then in another game that got postponed, UL Monroe was supposed to take on Arkansas State. So we will only be recapping three games from this past weekend. Uh, So as uh, per ESPN.com, this is how they're presented to me. Uh, let's start off with Louisiana uh, handling South Alabama by a 38-10 to 10 margin. Uh, just an offensive clinic from Louisiana here, you know, 506 yards of total offense. Yeah, uh, Louisiana blew them out uh, pretty bad. I mean, Georgia, Georgia – uh, sorry, South Alabama started out uh, with an interception – and then it was a 28 to 10 halftime Louisiana lead. They never looked back. Um, uh, Louisiana just, yeah, just like you said, offensive clinic. Um, it was seven uh, raging Cajuns rushed the ball, 12 different receivers for the team. Three of those backs went over 60 yards. Uh, it was just total team domination. Uh, Louisiana just kept the pedal to the metal and was able to put everybody on their roster in the game. Yeah, so I I think we touched on this during last week's episode. Uh, We were surprised by how close Arkansas State was able to keep it with Louisiana uh, in last week's matchup. This is more like the Louisiana that we saw last year that dominated the Sunbelt West uh, and, you know, basically was one win or one play or, you know, whatever away from, from beating App State. Uh, earlier last year but you know like we said Louisiana has had this weird thing this year where they've let teams hang around and you know I don't know what got into them before this matchup with South Alabama but they just decided to drop the hammer uh, on the on the poor Jaguars Um, Levi Lewis was uh, especially efficient you know you mentioned the running game but throwing the ball 21 of 31 for 252 yards and three touchdowns with just one pick um you know, we always talk about the running game with Louisiana, but I was really impressed with how Levi Lewis was able to throw the ball. Uh, typically, he's a low-volume passer just with their running game, but, I mean, he looked good in this one. Yeah, the fact that he attempted 31 uh, passes for 252 yards with that amount of, of um, rushing offense, just it's just a testament to, like you said, what Louisiana is capable of. They are very 
potent offense and have the ability to to hang with anybody in the Sun Belt. Uh, and this was the this was the Louisiana team that we've come to expect, and uh, and they showed us who they really were. Uh, let's see if they keep this up, but. You know, very impressive win. Uh, the defense also not to be left out. They did a pretty good job of uh, holding the Jags to, uh, um, you know, not very much. Only 10 points. Second half, they, uh, they didn't do anything against that defense. But, uh, yeah, it was a great win for Louisiana. So Louisiana, uh, you know, they, they'll close the season with their, their final two games. They play Louisiana Monroe, who's, uh, you know, their, their big rival that, you know, weirdly just is able to keep it close with the raging Cajuns a lot of times, uh, even though there's, there's a serious talent differential between those two teams, but Louisiana is going to keep need to keep rolling the way that they did in this game. If they want a chance, you know, at app, uh, on the on December 4th, uh, that game was a reschedule from earlier in the season when App had a really big COVID outbreak amongst their team. But yeah, like you said, this is who they are, but this is who we came to expect. And we've seen flashes of this, but not consistent domination like this throughout the season you know they've had some close games with like georgia state and uh like i said arkansas state last year that that are pretty uncharacteristic of the way that they had played last year so you know good win for the cajuns uh hopefully they can kind of build off of this big win get some real momentum and, and kind of get things pushing towards you know they're going to go to the sunbelt title game uh they don't really have much competition in the west um, I don't think that's a hot take by any stretch, but, um, you know, it'll be a big confidence boost, you know, that we've got a big game coming up this weekend, uh, Coastal Carolina and App State, that's kind of going to decide the East um, for one of those teams, you know, they'll, they'll control their own destiny after that point, but Louisiana is going to have to keep this level of production up if they want a shot against either of those teams. So we'll see how it goes for them. Uh, but not a lot to really touch on here. I mean, Louisiana rolls by 28 points. Uh, they moved to seven and one this season, five and one in conference play. South Alabama drops to three and five and two and three in conference play. Uh, so getting through the next game here, you know, a lot closer than I would have expected. And I think that we we both agreed we kind of expected App to roll here over Georgia State, but it took a uh, a touchdown here with under five minutes to go in regulation for App b- to be able to pull out this win at home. Do you think there's some cause for concern, or do you think this was just a like a wake up call and they were looking ahead to their date with Coastal Carolina this upcoming weekend? I, I think it was a wake up call. I think it was one of those games where they may have had a different mindset going into it. Maybe it was a trap game to them. Uh, but App did pull out the win and showed that in despite, uh, you know, falling behind and, and, and having, you know, playing the, playing down to their competition that I guess when they really needed it, uh, they really uh, rose to the occasion. And it's, it's kind of crazy how uh, App, didn't lead until that last touchdown with 4:55 left in the game. The fact that you know that Georgia State kept up with App State in such a in such fashion, it was just a grind out 
grinded out game. Um, and I was, yeah, I was, I was surprised. But to answer your question, uh, I think it was uh, App State was just kind of they just kind of fell asleep for a little bit and just kind of underestimated their competition. Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've kind of talked about this all year, but their offense is, so far has not really exploded very much. Um, you know, they're, they're not, they're a very conservative football team. Like they're very happy to just kind of run the ball, uh, play defense. I mean, if you look at the games that they've scored, you know, uh, 40 points or let, let's say 35 points or more, uh, it's, it's really, you know, no offense to your team, Vidal, but it's kind of against the, the lower rungs of the Sun Belt. You know, they, the games that they've scored 35 or more, they've played Texas State, they played Arkansas State, who's really struggled this year, Campbell, uh, and then Charlotte week one. Um, so, I mean, it, it's tough to say. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to chalk this one up, like we said, as a, as a look ahead here. Um, but... I, I don't know, man. Like, they didn't even run the ball all that effectively. You know, as a team, at ran for 2.8 yards per carry. Georgia State's defense should not be able to hold anybody to under three yards a carry running the ball, especially when you're a smash-mouth, you know, run-the-football, play-defense-type football team, don't you think? Yeah, Georgia State really did test App State at the line of scrimmage, and I was very I was very surprised going back and watching the, uh, the highlights. Uh, they didn't even look like the same team we've seen all year. Uh, Georgia State definitely had some opportunities. Their quarterback, Cornelius Brown, was only 11 of 33 for 152 yards, but he he has a very good arm. He had he dropped a lot of dimes, but that App State defense just didn't give them many opportunities. And when they did get the opportunities to, to really stick it to App State, they didn't really capitalize, but going back to the whole uh, App State running game, yeah, I was really, really surprised at how Georgia State looked uh, at the at the defensive line position, just stopping any sort of moment, just getting any momentum, anything on track. They just kind of, you know, put it to a stop until that last little, excuse me, last little bit of the game where the, uh, App State came back and uh, scored to uh, take the lead. Yeah, for sure. So with that, uh, App is going to move to six and one, or did move to six and one overall for the season, four and zero, oh, and stays perfect in Sun Belt play. Georgia State drops to three and four and two and four in Sun Belt play. Uh, moving on to what ended up being the final game of the day, surprisingly, with two other uh, postponements. You know, Georgia Southern was able to gut out a forty to thirty eight win. Uh, over Texas State. Um, from my perspective, and and you you can feel free to give give your take and how you feel about this game. From my perspective, this has been the perfect encapsulation of Georgia Southern this year. They have zero consistency week to week. You never know what you're going to get. When they went up twenty to seven on Texas State to open the second quarter, I thought oh, cool, they're just going to roll. It's not going to be a huge issue. Lo and behold, this ends up being a two-point game. They they blew a 13-point lead in, let's see, five minutes of game time. So, you know, Vidal, tell me, tell me how you felt about this game overall. I think it's just like you said, that this is a perfect encapsulation of 
Georgia Southern. I think this was a perfect encapsulation of, of Texas State. Uh, this happened against Louisiana as well, where they, they had a – they were down really big, uh, really fast, but, were, but they came back. And um, they, you know, it was – I was surprised too when that 20-7 lead, I was watching it, you know, outside on the TV with a friend of mine. And I was just like, oh, man. Maybe we should just see what's on ABC or just watch another game. Uh, and then I was just shocked that it came back. And uh, they really held in there. Turnovers really, really hurt them. There were three interceptions in that game. Tyler Vitt had two before he got injured. And then um, uh, they had another interception on a on a fake punt. Um, it was – yeah, it was really, really shocking that they did stay in this game. Georgia Southern, of course, they're – you know, rushing attack was there like it always was. Of course, there was the the roughing the passer penalty at the end of the game that really uh, the controversial call. Um, but you know, they should have, you know, Texas State should have, uh, you know, had not made so many mistakes that penalty wouldn't have even mattered. Yeah. So looking at this game for me, um, you know, I I do think that. You know, a big turning point was uh, Shy Wirtz. Um, you saw the interception that he threw because you were watching this game. He does that once per game now. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a play that they run that he's not perfected, but they do it. He does it literally every single game where he throws the worst interception I've ever seen in my life, and it gets worse every week. So this week, his interception that he threw, and and just for context, Vidal, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. I'm not even sure if the people who listen outside of Georgia Southern fans are aware of this. 2018 and 2019, he threw one interception that those two years combined because we are a run-first team, right? Okay, this year alone... He has thrown, let's see here, six interceptions. So he has thrown six times as many interceptions this season alone as he did two years in a row. So I think that pretty much tells you exactly what you need to know about how this offense is run. Um, and, And every week, you know, they make me look stupid because I write a preview where I give them credit for something and then they come out the next time and they do the exact opposite. So this before this game, I gave their defense credit. I said they played they played really good defense, you know, in the South Alabama uh, and Troy games. I expect them to come out and play good defense in this one. And they did for the first quarter. And then for the rest of the game, they just kind of let they went back to their, I don't know, Mr. Hyde from the Dr. Jekyll that they had before. And they just went back to the exact same issues of letting Texas State just chuck the ball all over the field with almost no resistance. And this is my big problem with Georgia Southern is week to week, you have zero idea what you're getting from them. Is their offense going to be uber conservative? Are they going to score 17 points? Is their defense going to be good that week? Are they going to allow 38 or are they going to hold a team to 10 points? I just have no idea what I'm getting from them. Fair enough. Yeah, that the 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 shy words stat was really shocking, especially when I you know we started doing uh, I started doing the podcast with you a few weeks ago. Um, even at the time, the the number was still low, but it yeah I'm just kind of yeah I was kind of thrown by that 
that number of just one interception in two two seasons and and the and the amount. And of course, you know, I don't pay attention to them as much as you do. It just seems like uh, they're doing something a little bit different with the offense, or they're trying something and it's just not working. But um, but overall, with the game, um, they really Texas State really held in there. Uh, I was I was surprised. They had a chance um, a few times to uh, to get the lead, uh, gain the lead, or extend their lead, or you know, take control of the game. They didn't. Um, got. I mean, they chalk it up to. Uh, I mean, their defense has been ravaged by injuries, and and uh, early in the year they had the whole you know missed a few players from COVID and stuff like that. But it just better team won. They you know they grounded out at the end there was, of course there's that the penalty but you know they should have done more at the beginning with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So, Vidal, I just want to take a minute, uh, since this since we have an abbreviated slate of games, I just want to take a minute and and just go, go over something uh, with you and the listener. Um, I got into doing Fleets, the new Twitter thing. Uh, a couple days ago so i've been you know posting like one thing a day right so i went back and looked at the games where georgia southern has scored 30 or more points it's been three times this year here's my shocking my second shocking stat after the shy works thing the teams that they have scored 30 or more points against including texas state are one in 19 this season every other game they have not broken 30 points that's my stat. Wow. That's, that's <laughs> another. Uh, that's another stat. That's that's pretty. Uh, yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty shocking as well. <laughs> One in nineteen. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you what do you say to that? Because I mean, that, tell, that, tell, that tells you exactly what what I've been saying is you have no idea what you're going to get from them on a week-to-week basis you don't know if they're going to get into a shootout with a with an Owen six uh ul monroe squad or a one and eight texas state team or if they're going to hold a troy team that only has two losses and throws the ball over the field to uh zero offensive touchdowns like it may it just makes the whole thing makes no sense to me yeah that's the that's the joy of college football unless you're uh, unless you're a team with uh, with just a solid identity and you know what you're going to get out of them every week, it's it's just it's just one of those things. And and fortunately, there's a lot of teams like that uh, in the FBS and in the Sun Belt that um, you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, Texas State, for instance, had you know lost their last few games by double digits, and then this. Georgia Southern team comes in who runs the ball very well, and Texas State has been struggling against the run, only lose by two points. So, I I mean, there's a lot to take away from it, but there's also 
I guess you got to go, you have to make a deeper dive into, you know, the, the game footage and, and just figure out what happened um, exactly, uh, you know, just, you know, certain plays and things like that. But that's, that's the, uh, that's the joy or the pain, depending on who you're, on who you're talking to of, uh, of college football sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, so with the win, Georgia Southern moves to six and two this season, four and two in conference play. Texas State drops to one and nine with the loss, including one and five in conference play. Well, with those three games out of the way, uh, let's get into this uh, upcoming uh, slate this weekend. Um, I I think we can pretty much all agree. Even if you're not a fan of either of these two teams, this is the Sun Belt game of the year. Uh, App State travels to Conway to take on an undefeated Coastal Carolina team. App State with one loss, Coastal undefeated. App State, if they win this game, essentially controls their destiny in the Sun Belt East from here on out. Coastal is leading the Sun Belt East, so all they have to do is get by App uh, pretty much, and then they're. I would say gold kind of to roll into the, uh, the Sunbelt title game. I mean, the really only test in their remaining contests in the Sunbelt. Now they played Liberty uh, on December 5th. That's going to be a tough game for them to win because Liberty is a legitimately good team. It's not going to affect their conference standing. Their only real remaining test is uh, Troy on December 12th. Uh, that game po- uh, was postponed from this past weekend, moved to December 12th. So essentially, whoever wins this game is is in the driver's seat in the East. I I like Coastal in this one. I I don't. If App was like how they were last year, they were a machine. And if we had a six and one App team from last year or a seven and zero oh App team from this year taking on a seven and zero oh Coastal team from this year, I would probably pick App if they still had the team from last year because that team really was rolling and on firing on all cylinders. Coastal has shown they're a very good football team, but they kind of have their little ebbs and flows too. They're still very good. But I like Coastal in this one. I don't trust App's play calling. I think they're going to go way too conservative. And I just I, I, I just don't see a way that they, they beat Coastal. So give me Coastal. How do you feel about this one? Well, I think that uh, it's going to – you're going to see that both defenses have their moments and the rushing attack is going to play a, a big part in this game, but I think it's going to come down to the quarterback. So you got coastal with uh, redshirt freshman, Grayson McCall. He's throwing nearly 70% of completing 70% of his passes, nearly 1400 yards, 16 touchdowns, just an interception uh, apps. Uh, Zach Thomas, as far as I've seen, he's going to be out. Um, so Jacob Houston is going to go in there. The backup, if it app state, I, they're going to lean on their rushing attack a lot, but if it turns into a shootout with Coastal just airing the ball out, I think it's going to go towards Coastal. I think they'll outlast them. Um, App's defense is only allowing 46.3% completion percentage, but I think that if if it goes into a you know a quarterback duel, I think that Coastal is going to going to take this match. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I, I I just think Coastal has everything clicking right now, and I just don't see. I just don't see an outcome, especially like you said. If Thomas isn't going to play, then they're really going to have to rely on that running game, and they would almost border on becoming one-dimensional. Um, 
So, I mean, unless Ab's defense just plays a lights-out game, I don't see a way that they're able to keep up with Coastal on the scoreboard, especially with uh, if Thomas can't go. So, give me Coastal. Give me the points. I, I like them outright at home. Uh, you know, I, I think they keep rolling, and I think they're I think they're going to be the Sun Belt champion this year. I mean, that's not a hot take, but I just think that they seem to be on another level week to week uh, from anyone else, uh, and they don't really have those down games. So, give me Coastal in this one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, moving through the, the noon games, uh, your Texas State Bobcats welcome in Arkansas State. Um, Arkansas State is a six-point favorite. Um, I think both teams are going to score a lot of points, to be totally honest with you in this one. Uh, Arkansas State doesn't have much of a defense. Texas State, like you said, is dealing with injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, I think both these teams are just going to kind of go out there and fling it. So, uh yeah, I mean, I think Arkansas State's going to end up with the win, but I wouldn't touch this game because I just think both teams are just going to score almost at will. Yeah, it's, it's one of those games where you take a look at the stats and Arkansas State, they're only they're 106th in the nation. They're only averaging 117.4 rushing yards a game. Texas State's defense on the other side of this coin is giving up 212.2 yards of uh, rushing yards a game. That's good for 104th. That it's one of those things where something's got to give, and I think that, like you said, it's going to be a lot of points. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. Brady McBride's going to be starting at quarterback for Texas State. Uh, uh, Tyler Vitt had uh, dislocated his uh, his uh, wrist his and his non-throwing arm uh, in the last game, and so we're going to see more uh, of the riverboat gambling quarterback slinging it everywhere and. Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a lot of points. Um, I think of any game that's left on the schedule, by far, this is gonna be the game that Texas State has the best chance of getting their second win. Um, I think. Uh, I think the the I think the uh, Bobcats can pull it off, especially if uh, Arkansas State decides to go with that whole two quarterback system that I really don't have a lot of confidence in. I think that Texas State will pull off the win. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Um, yeah, I it's it's hard to say, you know, I, I waffle back and forth because I think, and I've said this before, you know, I think that Lane Hatcher is is better overall, like, like from an eye test perspective, uh, than the other quarterback that they keep running out there, Ever- Logan Bonner. Uh, and and letting him take the majority of the snaps. So I think if they rolled with Lane Hatcher full-time, I'd feel better about saying Arkansas State was going to win this game. Um, But, I mean, I think it's going to come down to basically who has the ball last because neither defense is going to shut the other offense down. So I think Arkansas State ends up coming away with this one, actually, in a close one. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I would feel 
so much better about it if Lane Hatcher was their full-time quarterback. But anyways, so so our last noon game of Saturday, uh, Georgia Southern is going to travel to West Point uh, to take on Army. Army is a four-point favorite. I think that personally makes a lot of sense to me. Um, Army's been fairly good this year uh, overall. I mean, they've, they've lost a couple of games, but... Um, the games that they've lost, you know, Tulane is is an up and down team and kind of uh, is one of the most uh, fluky, I, I guess the word is. They're just so hot and cold. Like one week they'll score a ton. The next week they can't move the ball at all. And then the other game they lost this season was at Cincinnati, who currently is, uh, what, 14th in the country, uh, maybe higher than that at this stage, 7th, I, I see here. Um so I think Army ends up winning this game. Weirdly, when George Southern takes on one of the service academies, they act like they've never seen the triple option before. Um, so I think Army plays enough defense in this one. I don't think Georgia Southern is going to take them off guard with anything that they're doing offensively. And they cannot turn in a defensive performance like last week and end up beating Army. Like Army's going to get some stops. So I think Army wins this game, to be totally honest. I'm going to go the complete opposite because I have – I don't really have any confidence in Army against Georgia Southern. They're uh, they're six and two, but their wins have been against uh, uh, Middle Tennessee and Louisiana Monroe, who are combined two and fourteen. And then their other wins include uh, victories against Abilene Christian, Citadel, and Mercer. Now, I would be impressed if this was basketball, but this is FBS football, and I don't have any. I, I don't think that that Army will. I think Georgia Southern will, will beat Army. I think that uh, that the numbers are all there, and I, I'm going to take Georgia Southern for the win. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I like I said earlier, you know, I've just seen too many inconsistent performances from the Eagles to feel good taking them. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, I mean, if you feel if you feel like uh, Georgia Southern is going to give Army something, then I. I um, I would be totally fine with that. My expectations when they play an army or a navy are low. Uh, they remain low every time they play one of these schools. Uh, so next in the 330 category, uh, Troy plays their second game actually against Middle Tennessee this year. Um, Middle Tennessee is not a good football team, and. Uh, I think the odds makers were kind of slow on the uptick earlier this year. Uh, this was Vidal. I'm not, I'm not sure if you're aware of this or, you know, I'm just letting the people at home know as well. This is a home and home that was scheduled for this year. So this is the second time uh, that these two teams are playing. The first game was the opening contest of the season in Murfreesboro at middle Tennessee state's home stadium. Uh, this one is going to be at Troy I don't think you could set a spread large enough for Troy that I wouldn't feel confident taking it. The last time they played in week one, Troy won 47 to 14. Um, so give me Troy, give me the points. I, I think even if you set them as a three touchdown favorite, I'd feel pretty good about it. Yeah. It kind of threw me off the doing research for uh, all these games. And I was looking at the schedule and I saw them already at the top and I was like, is this a, is this a, uh, you know, a misprint or something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of uh, crazy that they're, they're playing twice uh, this year. I don't know if that's ever happened outside of a uh, regular season game plus a conference championship game or a regular season game plus a bowl game or something like that. I don't know if that's ever happened um, 
in a college football schedule in the modern era. I'm sure it happened a lot back in the you know 30s and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident Troy's going to win this one. Uh, the battle for the Palladium is what they call it uh, between these two teams. I think uh, Troy's going to go two and zero and take the season sweep. I had no idea they even had a name for this. Um, uh, what do you what do you what do you do with the Palladium as Troy if you if you uh, you know bop Middle Tennessee State over the head twice with it? Like what? <laughs> do you just give them another trophy or whatever? Do you do you keep the trophy and make them beat you twice uh, before before Middle Tennessee State could take it back? Like. Uh, strange all around, but yeah, uh, I, I'm pretty confident. I don't care who plays quarterback for Troy. They're, they're good enough to blow out middle Tennessee state. Um, so getting into our last game, uh, we've had two contests canceled, uh, for this Saturday, Louisiana was supposed to take on central Arkansas and you all Monroe was supposed to take on Louisiana tech. Those games have been canceled. They will not be made up. Uh, South Alabama welcomes Georgia state, uh, into Mobile. Um, this could be another game, Vidal, where I feel similarly the way that I feel about Arkansas State and Texas State. I think there's going to be a ton of points. Neither of these teams play a ton of defense. So I feel pretty confident saying an over-under of 59, you never know what you're going to get from either of these teams. You know, I I just think like you have to take the the over in this one. I think ne- neither team is going to stop the other one's offense. So these two teams are just going to be up and down the field all Saturday. Yeah, Brian, they're just they're they're just so middle of the road. I just couldn't you know crunch the numbers. I you know went through the stats, saw some highlights, you know, but you're right. It's going to be like the Arkansas State Texas State game. It's going to be lot of points no one's going to stop each other it's going to come down to who's going to have the ball last um you know georgia state's given up 300 over 320 yards passing a game uh you know and and not only that but the series is also tied at four games apiece so that tells you that if you're betting on this game like you know you better bet on you know can't bet on the the spread or the i don't even know what the spread is do you know what the spread is for this game the spread for this one, uh, Georgia State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Sounds about right. It sounds about right. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to have to go with – I'm going to say South Alabama at the end. It's going to come down to the last the, – you know, it's going to come down to the end, and I think South Alabama will pull it out. I think it'll be a – I think they'll score a touchdown at the end and win by, you know, four or something like that. I think the thing that I'm afraid of uh, with both of these teams, but especially with Georgia State, they can just drop a stinker of a game at any time. Like, they can have a game randomly where they don't throw the ball efficiently. You know, Quad Brown has some trouble with that. And then when their passing game's not there, their running game is definitely not there. But they randomly have times like this where they'll just – you know when they played coastal a couple weeks ago coastal is obviously leagues better than either of these teams but to just lose 51 to zero you know i just feel like georgia state can give you a stinker at any time 
I, I think overall, you know, like I said, I'd take the over. I would lean Georgia State here, but I don't feel confident in either team just because you never know what either of these teams are going to do. Um, but yeah, sure. If I'm picking this just game straight up, Georgia State, you know, I, I, that's if, if you put a gun to my head and made me made me guess, I'd say Georgia State. Um, so, yeah, wrapping up here, this is probably going to be one of the shortest episodes all year that we have just with eight total games between last weekend and this one to talk about. You know, we, we're talk, we talked about App, we talked about Coastal. Outside of that game, which is obviously going to be, you know, the Sunbelt game of the year, um, what, what, are, what are you looking for this coming weekend outside of that game? Because it's obviously a given that everybody who keeps up with the Sunbelt is going to keep an eye well, on that one. Uh, two things. I'm looking for a Texas State win because I'd like to keep my sanity, you know, somewhat intact by the end of this year. But if we're talking about, uh, uh, you know, what game to look out for, I'm actually looking forward to the Georgia Southern Army game. I don't know. There's something about the whole, you know, wishbone, flexbone, triple option. Uh, if both teams are doing it, it's just kind of one of those intriguing things. You don't see that anymore. Everyone's, you know, airing it out. You know, you got quarterbacks throwing 5,000 yards, 70 you know, 72 touchdowns, you know, uh, it's that to me, that's going to be one of the more entertaining games. I'm, I'm interested, interested to see what Georgia's Southern army are going to, uh, are going to do. Like I said before, I think Georgia Southern is going to win, but it's going to be, to me, it's going to be the, going to be the game I'm going to look out for outside of the other game. That's, that's totally fair. Um, I think there also is, um, an element of, you know, a- as many tweaks as Georgia Southern has made uh, since I believe it was 2013. Uh, Jeff Munkin, who's now the Army coach, uh, coached Georgia Southern for years uh, before he came to Army. I just feel like he's he's going to have Georgia Southern's number. Like, there's just not going to be anything. If Shy Wirtz could could throw the ball effectively without throwing an interception, I'd feel good about it. However, he's clearly shown the ability to just make these boneheaded mistakes at the worst possible times. I just don't think that Georgia Southern is going to give Army anything to worry about, uh, either through the air, and and Army's going to be ready on the ground uh, defensively. Like They're not going to be taken aback by anything. I personally, outside of the game that we mentioned that's the Sunbelt game of the year probably – Georgia State and South Alabama. Let's see one of these teams do something, uh, you know, to kind of establish themselves and say, "Hey, we may not be the bottom of the Sun Belt. We're closer to the middle of the pack." Because whichever team loses this game is going to move to, I believe it's two and four in the Sun Belt. Um, so give me this game that's supposed to have a ton of points, and let one of these teams kind of stick their toe out and say. I'm just a little bit better than the the teams that typically sit at the bottom of the Sun Belt standings. So I'm interested to see in that one how it goes. Um, Vidal, before we sign off here, tell the folks where they can find you on social uh, you media. You can find me on Twitter at Vidal underscore Espinoza. Um, I'll usually link all my previews and, of course, this podcast there. So, yeah, that's where you can find me on uh, social media. Perfect. And I, as always, can be found on Twitter at WatchTheStone. We will be back next week to recap this Battle of the Titans between App State and Coastal Carolina. 
Join us next week for another episode of the Underdog Dynasty Sunbelt Podcast. 